This podcast is based exclusively on the real-life experiences of two bisexual cis women and their internet research. Sexual identity is deeply personal and influenced by intersecting identities, demographics, and circumstances. Rose and Annie do not speak for the bisexual experience of all individuals or the bisexual experience as a whole. In short, they don't know shit. Thanks for listening. I was thinking that we should have, do you remember like 90s sitcoms when they would be like on this very special episode? Yeah. Right? This feels like a very special episode. On this special edition. My name is Annie. And my name is Rose. And we're bisexual! We're here to provide some context about the bisexual experience by sharing stories, getting advice, and talking about queer people we like. Um, so we want to start out this very special episode with a letter we got from a listener last week. Their name is Austin. Austin wrote in and said, I'm still in high school, so definitely haven't completely figured out my sexuality, but hearing both of your stories has been amazing exposure to other bi people, which I don't get much of living in the Deep South. My question is, how did your parents react to you coming out? Love you guys. Keep up the amazing work. Thanks, Austin. That's very sweet. Thanks, Austin. My heart exploded into a thousand pieces when I read that email. I wish I had done this when I was in high school. I wish I had reached out to bisexual people and been like, teach me how to come out the right way. Be my mentor, please. Be my my bi mentor. The queer to queer mentor. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit about coming out. Coming out as a bisexual person is a little different than coming out if you're gay or lesbian. It's a different process. It's not like better or worse, I guess. Rose has thoroughly researched like <laughs> the coming out process. I am uh, sitting here just waiting to hear about the research she's done. And then we'll talk a little bit about our, our personal coming out stories. But you should, uh, you should tell me what you found out. Yeah, so these numbers and these facts come from the Pew Research Foundation from June of this year. So very recent. Sizzling hot data. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. Okay, so some of the stuff that I found out about when bisexuals come out is that, first of all, they're less likely to come out to the important people in their lives. Bisexual men are the least likely to share with anyone. 26% of bisexuals are out to nobody. So they identify as bisexual, but they haven't told anyone close in their lives. There is 55% who are out to a few or some people, and 19% are out to most people. This is in comparison to 75% of gay and lesbian adults who are out to most people in their lives. And it's really interesting. They talk about why do some people not tell their parents? There's a breakdown of people who never told their mothers specifically. And 34% of bisexuals and 16% of gay men and lesbians gave this type of explanation. Wait, the stats pull out moms in particular? It pulls out moms and dads. 34% of bisexuals and 16% of gay men and lesbians never is that they never came out to their moms okay here it is 34 percent of bisexuals and 16 percent of gay men and lesbians give the reasoning that it never came up specifically with their mothers oh okay so they they didn't tell their moms because it just never came up yeah or they didn't feel it was important to tell their moms 
I am totally projecting. I don't remember the numbers on this. I think it is lower for fathers. And I think the reason is different to not tell your dad. I think that people don't, if I'm recalling correctly, people don't tell their mothers because they didn't think it was important or it didn't come up. And people don't tell their fathers because they thought they would have an adverse reaction. I see. The quotes that they featured in this research summary talked about how particularly for bisexuals, if you're not talking to your parents about who you're having sex with and you're not engaging in a romantic relationship with a variety of genders, it's not really going to come up. Yeah. So I didn't really tell my mom until I was dating a woman and before because I wouldn't have told her who I was having sex with so that makes sense yeah probably don't talk to your mom about who you're fucking I mean not all the time (laughs) so I think that's pretty normal I think it I mean I don't want to shame anyone who calls up their parents and like talks about their sexual escapades with their parents I think it's probably more common more common common to not talk to your parents intimately about your sex life um, and rather only tell them when things are getting more legit and serious Mm -hmm. so I thought those were kind of interesting numbers about like the bisexual data of coming out and then I was looking at the Bi Resource Center which you can find at biresource.org about the differences of coming out as a bisexual and one of the things is that you have to kind of repeatedly come out throughout your life. Not that other people don't have to do this, but being bisexual, you can't really mention that you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or introduce someone to your partner and have them immediately be able to put together or infer your sexuality. It's a little bit more invisible. That's one reason that you continually have to choose who you're going to come out to and when and why and how. I have been out of the closet for about 10 years now, which is crazy. You're almost a preteen. Oh my God. (laughs) You do have to come out a lot to neighbors and lovers and friends and coworkers if that's your jam. I should say you don't have to come out to anyone, to anyone, especially if you feel unsafe. Yes. If you feel unsafe, you have to prioritize your safety and take care of yourself. You don't need to be an advocate or a representative or like wave your flag. You're cool to stay quiet about it or share whatever or lie. Whatever you got to do to stay safe, you can do that. Yeah, it can get very complicated, but just remember, like, if you feel unsafe, you have to protect yourself. Like, you you have to. Please. (laughs) Do every, and not to put the onus on the person who is in an unsafe situation, because it shouldn't be that way. We know that. But it is that way, unfortunately, for a lot of people in a lot of situations. So if you're feeling like it's going to lead to an unsafe situation you're under no obligation to share anything with anyone yeah yeah sorry this is so serious yeah this is the very special episode though so so i mean it's it's special because it's so serious we like to keep it pretty fun and loose and goofy around here but we're just we're telling you facts tonight it's fact it's fact night it's fact night (laughs) fast facts Fast facts. Okay, next okay. next fast fact. 
Uh, yeah, so then the question is, if it's sometimes unsafe and sometimes unpleasant and you got to do it over and 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 over again, what is the point of coming out? And this, again, is from the Buy Resource Centers. They list as some of the reasons people choose to come out. Yeah. One is to alleviate misunderstandings. Because your identity isn't immediately understood just because you mention a partner or um, somebody that you're dating or seeing or even saying, I think that girl's really cute. Um, it's a way that you can kind of let people know a little bit more about yourself and clarify any mishaps. It also lets you connect with others. So it's really very special when you share with somebody your sexuality and they're like, cool. I love you and I support you and I hope that you're good and happy. That's all I care about. Happy and healthy. That is like a really, really great feeling and something that would suck to miss. The other reason is to build community and also raise awareness. They noted that according to the Movement Advancement Project report, bisexuals actually make up 52% of the LGB population. 33% of that is women, 19% is men. However, they are six times as likely to hide their orientation than lesbians and gay men. It's often perceived that the bisexual community is small, even though we're not, and oftentimes the differences among bisexuals are overlooked, and I think there can be a negative stereotype and perception of bisexuality even within the queer community yeah so that kind of sucks but if you're feeling confident and good in your life it can feel really good to step out and say hey I'm bisexual here's my experience and then maybe you'll get a fan letter from someone like Austin make a difference to people who are struggling with the same sort of things and trying to figure themselves out and by making yourself more visible you're helping to decrease by invisibility and by erasure. Yeah. I mean, we've now shared some kind of scary statistics about how a lot of bisexual people don't feel comfortable coming out, even though they make up a huge portion of the LGB population. But I would not underestimate the like joy you can get from coming out and the impact you can have if you come out if you feel if you feel comfortable and safe coming out and like ready to celebrate your sexuality and you come out and someone else says hey i love you or hey i love you and i know a bunch of bisexuals you can date <laughs> <laughs> or hey i love you and you've inspired me to be out as well i mean that's a good good feeling i've had several messages from people saying it's so nice to hear this podcast and have a kind of private space to think about those thoughts that I've been having and explore what that means. And by you coming out and sharing your experience, you can open up to people who you might never in a million years think they're questioning or queer or experiencing any of those very familiar thoughts and feelings and it's a really awesome way to connect with somebody that's super unique and straight people don't get it. <laughs>
seriously straight people get with it like figure it out honestly it's embarrassing come join us <laughs> okay rose you recently not recently it was in the last year or so but you you had to come out you didn't have to come out i chose you got to come out i got to come out to your friends and family what was that like yeah so um i mentioned last episode i didn't do a great job of formally coming out. I mostly told people about who I was dating and that included both men and women. The friends who did ask me more specifically were very matter of fact and just said, oh, so you're dating men and women. And I was like, yes. And they were like, great. They can do the math on that. There was no need to have a more intense conversation. I think a lot of the reason that I didn't make a more formal effort to let people know that I am bisexual was kind of leftovers of being in a really long-term monogamous relationship with a member of the opposite sex and feeling like I was invalid in that or uncertain because I hadn't had a relationship with a woman so it was hard to feel justified or not afraid that I would say everyone I'm bisexual and then that it would mean less if I ended up my next relationship being with a man Man, yeah so I do think that being in a relationship with a woman kind of afforded me that like safe space she's also awesome and has been awesome about everything and super encouraging and supportive and never makes me feel like I'm not queer enough even a little bit she is awesome I've met her she's pretty cool on multiple occasions shout out Cassandra Cassandra <laughs> we need like a shout out bell yeah Lynn was very excited to get a shout out last week oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um yeah well it's interesting like this idea of there being a formal coming out for anyone bisexuals lesbians gay men anyone who is transgender non-binary that there is supposed to be like a moment where suddenly everyone knows everyone knows and everyone you meet for the rest of your life will know and immediately understand it's you're done it's totally ridiculous it seems like something straight people thought up like what does that mean (laughs) what would that even look like is it a is it like a party? Is it like a broadcast? I don't understand. A party would be really fun. A party would be sick. A party would be sick. What, did, what would that even look like? I kind of want it to be real. <laughs> there is no way to do it once and have it be done and have it be formal and great. And even the... So there are two people who I more formally came out to, sort of, over a series of conversations. Mm-hmm. So my mom... I just was telling her about people I was dating and then I was like, that girl I told you about is my girlfriend. We had multiple conversations about how it's really not cool to call her my friend. Um, <laughs> I feel hurt on that. Classic, classic yes. mom. And the, the second conversation that we had about it, I was like, if you have any questions to ask me, you're welcome to ask me. And I hadn't said I'm bisexual. All I had told her was I'm dating a woman. And she was like, I don't think I have any questions that I can't figure out myself. I understand things are very fluid. (laughs) And I was like, mom's woke. Damn, okay. Wow. (laughs) Then events transpire and I'm like, mom's not that woke. Okay. She wasn't un, she wasn't 
negative or bad or mean or anything. She just clearly still had questions that she wanted to ask me and we hadn't had that conversation. So we had a big heart to heart, a big conversation. And this was about more than just my sexuality. But I was like, you you got to ask me about major life things that are happening if you have questions. Yeah. And so she said, do you just like girls now? Or do you like boys and girls? Yeah. And I was like, I like boys and girls, mom. Yeah. It's called bisexuality. And there's nothing wrong with you asking me about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which was great. Because I think then now she's not constantly running through her head uh, about it. I feel like going back, I wish that with my mom I had had a, a more thoughtful conversation where in the first talk I hadn't just been like, dropping that, hope you pick it up. Yeah, it is really hard. I think part of the, the issue that a lot of people run into coming out to their parents is that your parents think they know you. Like they made you and they think they have you all figured out and like they do, they they saw you grow up and they know so much about you. They like cleaned your butt, you barfed all over them. You are very close to your parents probably. And and I think it like it blows their mind a little bit when it turns out that you have a huge part of you that you just never talked to them about. It makes their brain explode a little. <laughs> it's like when your parents find something that you hid in your bedroom. Yeah times a billion because you're hiding a part of who you are from them they're like how did you get this in here right and where did it come from are you just holding it for a friend did mikey show you this i knew he was bad news (laughs) it's all of the thoughts of like even if even if ultimately they don't think what you're sharing with them is negative it is kind of a misunderstanding and i think a new puzzle piece that they have to fit in when they thought the puzzle was complete yeah that's like doubly true if you are a full-blown adult because they're like wow you dated men for so long and now you're telling me this like what if you can't give me grandchildren now that's always their first question i'm not interested in having children and my mom is aware of that and has been for some time now so thankfully that was not her first question yeah but I do think she and my ex when I told him both had this question of like does that mean that that relationship was like a falsehood that I was kind of like powering through the whole time which is definitely not the case yeah that's an important thing to to make sure people are aware of like hey that was real I'm not a liar. Please don't put that on me. Yes. That was one of the things. um, He and I also had a series of conversations. One of the things I said to him was, if I were dating, sleeping with, or in love with a man now, would that invalidate the relationship that we had and mean that I never loved you and I was never attracted to you? And he was like, of course not. Yeah. And I get... I get that it would be a shock to someone. That's all I have to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. I can understand his point of view. Yeah. And my mom's. And that's another, if you are someone who is preparing to come out of the closet, be patient with people. They are going to have an initial phase of like shock where they might say some kind of fucked up shit. Yes. And if you can be patient with them and try to... I mean, this is my advice for all difficult conversations. 
try to talk to the best version of them that you know. Hell yeah. Great advice. And this feels unfair because you're the one who's bearing your soul and sharing difficult information about yourself. You have to have a Buddha-like calm. (laughs) Yeah. Then you have to be like, your rage, maybe not, hopefully not rage, but like your weirdness and whole array of responses is fine. It's fine. We're going to take a couple of deep breaths so I don't fucking kill you. We can have questions. Yeah, so that was that was kind of like the two people who I formally came out to. And then my my brother, who is older, uh, I didn't formally come out to him, but he and I have always been really close and talked about romantic partners and romantic relationships. I, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, I really have no idea what his reaction was. Um, I know my mom asked him, what do you think about this? And he said, it's the same as if she was dating a dude, except she can't get pregnant. <laughs> Exactly my brother's response. Seriously? Yeah. Fuck yes. Our brothers should meet. They should hang. <laughs> they should hang. So I messaged my brother today and I said, um, can you tell me what you thought when I told you that I was dating ladies and boys? Were you surprised? And he said, surprised isn't quite right. It was like loving chicken Caesar salads and eating them all the time. And then one day you find out that Caesar dressing has anchovies in it. And it's like, oh, neat. I didn't know that. Some people might learn that about Caesar dressing and be grossed out and not like it anymore. But it's just another interesting thing about something that you love. That is beautiful poetry. I threatened not to read it on air for fear of crying. And he (laughs) said that I have to because this is best work. (laughs) So I think that if I were to think about how I did it, there's a pro, which is it made it like real normal immediately. Because I was just like, this is what I'm doing. We don't really have to talk about it. You can put it together. You're smart. It also resulted in these kind of like tense moments with people who I feel like I probably should have more formally said, hey, I'm bisexual. I think that you should know that. Coming out is so hard. I think you did a bang up job. Thank you. Like podcast helped. That is a very good coming out. And now I'm going to talk about my very bad coming out. <laughs> so Rose's coming out was spotless. Like I said, it's going to it's gonna always have a few hiccups, I think. That's normal. I think maybe my coming out had a couple of hiccups that could have been avoided and a couple that were just, like, bound to happen. I want to give a warning before I talk about my coming out because it's a bit of a bummer. If you are going through anything having to do with terminal illness or parents dying, I will tell you to skip ahead a little bit. Um, I'll give the exact timestamp. I'll say skip ahead until 34 minutes, 25 seconds in the episode. If you're if you're okay to listen to my bummer coming out, then let's power through. Get some <laughs> tissues. No, it's uh, it has a, you know. It doesn't have a happy ending. What am I talking about? It has an ending. (laughs) It has an ending. Um, So I came out to my mom when I was 18. After my freshman year of college, when I came came back home for the summer. Before that, I I think I had started dating the girl I was dating pretty early on the spring of my freshman year. And uh, my mom had asked about her. She had asked... Who is this person you talk a lot like what's the what's the relationship because she could 
she could smell the gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, we're just friends, we're just friends. We were not just friends. I was lying to my mom. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> um, for reasons that I'm like not totally clear about, I always felt the need to lie. I think my mom was a very intimidating person, very funny, very cool, very smart, but just not someone that I always wanted to be honest with. I'm sure a psychologist could figure out why that was exactly. <laughs> so I'd been dating this girl for a few months, came home, and I started having really bad anxiety about coming out. Like I, I could sleep, but I had a really hard time going to sleep and I would have really bad nightmares. And I felt like I was suffocating. I think that's a really common feeling with people who are in the closet like they're lying to everyone claustrophobic yeah and it was all compounded by the fact that my mom was going through her first round of chemo for for cancer i guess the reason i was stressed about it was because i i wanted to come out i felt like i could come out i knew i wasn't gonna get like thrown out of the house i i thought i thought i would be okay but i was worried that if i came out as gay i would be lying again because i wasn't sure if I was gay, I thought maybe I was just in love with this one person and it would be, that would be the only girl I ever fell in love with. I mean, like, ideally, <laughs> that would be the only girl I ever fell in love with. Never deal with this emotion again. Um, and I was like, well, what if, you know, what if we break up? And I came out and I, like, stressed out my parents and I stressed out my mom who's going through chemo really bad. And, and, it, and then it was for nothing. It was never for anything. And that would be so dumb. I don't want to do that. I don't want to freak people out. I was also scared that people would tell me, like, it's just a phase. Like, you're experimenting. You're in college. That was kind of the best case scenario. <laughs> that you would hear a ton of biphobic shit. Yeah, like, that was, that was what I was hoping to hear. Like, that's fine, but it's a phase. Was that... Can I just hop in and ask? Was yeah. that kind of like what you wanted to hear for your own self-assurance? Yes. Okay. Definitely. That was what I wanted to hear because it was what I wanted it to be. I also just felt really bad because I had I had lied to my mom and I didn't want to admit that I had lied. But I also didn't want to have to come out if it wasn't going to be real. So I felt bad. I was having trouble sleeping. I was really stressed out. And it all it all like compounded. And eventually I was just like, I have to come out. I I. I have to like relieve myself of this huge burden. And part of the reason I came out was just, I think my mom's gonna die and I can't have her die without knowing this about me because I think I will regret it for the rest of my life if I don't tell her. Because I lied and because I'd hidden it for so long and because I was so, I had so many mixed up emotions about it. When I came out, it it felt like I was confessing to a crime, <laughs> which is not what you want to do when you come out. Like you don't want it to be like going to confession. I'm Catholic and that's what it felt like. It felt like I was going to confession and being like, I have sinned. I have been a bad person because I fell in love. Please forgive me. Also, I'm going to keep being yeah, bad. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of what you should do is what I'm trying to say. Like, don't treat it like you are confessing to a crime. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would not have lied about it in the first place. 
And when I did come out, hopefully it would have been the first time my mom asked about it, but I would have like bought us cupcakes and balloons and I would have thrown confetti in the air and been like, I'm in love, mom. Her name is (laughs) (laughs) And if she had a bad reaction, I would have felt safe just being like, no, we're not complaining about this today. This is a celebration. This is not a topic for debate. It's not for debate, which really goes into my next point because my mom was a lawyer. And when I came out to her, I came out by saying, uh, this person is the person I'm dating. She's my girlfriend, uh, like you did with your mom. I didn't explicitly say my sexuality is blank because again, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And I was scared that I would be like forced to commit to something. My mom's reaction wasn't great. Uh, She didn't kick me out. She did want to know why I felt attracted to women. Kind of, she was ramping up for a debate because like her perspective on this, it became clear was like she was going to argue me out of it and like reason with me. It always works. (laughs) Which, okay, A, you can't do that. You can't like reason with someone's sexuality and B, you definitely can't reason with a teenager who is in love. No. (laughs) So I got really frustrated because she was she was being like, well, why do you like women? Like she said, I think you just don't have enough male friends. And if you spend more time with men, you'll like find them more attractive. Have you seen them? (laughs) Um, So I got very defensive and we ended up like having a very tense argument. And I on one level, I was frustrated because she was trying to do this lawyer shit with me. And I was like, it's not like that. It is not a discussion. It is, it is a statement. Um, and also, I just wanted her, the first thing for her to say to me was like, it's okay. Like, I knew, because she clearly did know. I knew, and I, I love you. And she just didn't say that, and it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. So it was weird between us. I went back to school in August. She was finishing up a first round of chemo that summer, and I found out... Before I came back home for Christmas, the, like, the treatment wasn't working. They were trying this like emergency treatment over Christmas, which was terrible. If you've ever spent Christmas in the hospital. Sounds terrible. Uh, looming over all of it was the fact that like my mom and I hadn't talked about this particular subject. It was and wasn't a problem. We were still able to talk. We were still able to talk about like daily life. But like I could tell she wanted to ask. And I wanted to tell her about my life and my girlfriend and we just we couldn't we couldn't talk about it so christmas sucked i went back to school a few weeks after i got back from christmas break i got a call from my dad basically saying like you have to come back you know it's you gotta say goodbye to your mom so i came back and my friend's mom was there and she was like you have to talk to your mom about this girl your girlfriend because my friend's mom knew and she was totally cool my mom was on a ton of drugs like a ton of painkillers because she had about a week to live i just went into her room where she was lying kind of like in that weird state if you've ever been on a lot of morphine that you know you know all about (laughs) yeah she was like half conscious and so i sat down next to her and i was just like hey mom I know things have been weird because I told you about and like I'm gonna be okay and she woke up and she was like fully there which was amazing Mm -hmm. and she was like 
I just worry about you all the time. I was like, you can't, you can't be worrying about me when you have cancer and you're dying. Like you have other worries. Yeah. <laughs> you got to worry about other stuff, mom. You have to prioritize. <laughs> and the next year really, really hard for me. And just knowing that what had bothered her was just that it's a cruel world is what I got out of that conversation. I don't know if that's what she was worried about, but I think it was. I don't know. I just wish I could tell her, like, my life is cool. Like, my life is awesome. You didn't have to worry at all. Yeah. It's great. I make podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my coming out story. Not a great upper, but true. But it's true. And I urge you, especially if you think you're you're safe and you're not going to get kicked out of your family or you're not going to be able to... Like, if you, if you fear that your coming out will mean that you won't get to say goodbye to someone who you love, I mean, like, that's such a hard decision. And honestly, I can't believe 18 and 19-year-old me had to do it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was way too hard. But if you do decide that it's the right choice for you, make sure it is a celebration. Make sure that, like, you are doing everything you can to reassure the person that you're coming out to that your life is going to be fabulous. Like, make sure they feel like they don't have to worry about you. Yeah. That's my advice. It's the, like, emanating the joy of being yourself. Yeah. When you're doing it. I, I really struggled with coming out. I had a ton of anxiety about it. It didn't go well. But, like, as soon as I came out to my mom, instantly started sleeping again I I felt crappy about the way that like I had come out and like the way she had reacted I didn't have nightmares anymore like I felt good about myself I at least felt that weight off of my chest I had other worries but like it felt so good to not have to worry about that anymore yeah I can only imagine going through the grief of losing your parent and at the same time, still having that weight of not being out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really, like, kudos to past Annie. She fucked it up. She should have celebrated it. But, like, thank God she did. She did it. She did do it. <laughs> thank God. Um, there's no way to say it without sounding really corny. But thank you for sharing that because oh. it's fucking hard. It is hard. I'm sorry for crying. I told myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's some tips here that we got from the LGBTQ Resource Center. I'm going to read them because I want to change the subject. <laughs> the, the tips they give are be patient, start small. Start small in that, like... I think it's start with someone who's who you feel safe coming uh, out to. Okay. So you don't have to wake up and say, it's National Coming Out Day and I'm coming out to everyone that I know and I'm telling yeah, everyone yeah. on the street. I thought maybe it meant, like, start small, like, I'm only a little bisexual. <laughs> I don't think that's... I don't think that's the advice. Yeah, I don't think so either. Find a support network. That's great. I think it's much easier to come out if you have a bunch of queer people who you know will have your back, Mm -hmm. they will throw down for you. Yeah. For sure. Or straight people. Straight people can do that too. Be positive. Very good takeaway, especially if you listen to my segment. 
don't treat it like you have done anything wrong because you have not done anything wrong. Get a mentor. Okay. Or I guess if you are uh, somewhere that has a resource center and they have people who work there and are out, you can be like, hey, how do I come out to people? I'd say also um, connecting with a community online, you will naturally start to comment on the same things as, as the same people over and over again. And eventually that can kind of develop into a friendship and you don't have to formally ask somebody, hey, would you be my mentor? But you can go to them with questions about their experience. And- yeah, like Austin did with us. Thank you, Austin. Be firm. I'm bi. You just like say it really authoritatively. Yeah, so it's be firm whether or not you've chosen what label you're going to uh, use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not coming out to people and saying, I am really confused uh, about yeah. X, Y, and Z. Here is how I'm feeling. You can have those conversations with queer community or friends and people you trust. But once you're ready to tell someone and you're like, this is a person I need to come out to, saying, I'm attracted to this person I'm attracted to that person I identify this way my orientation is this and if you don't have a label yet that's totally fine Rose and I both went over this person you're coming out to may ask for clarification sexuality wise like they may want you to put a label on it you don't have to no and it's totally okay to say I'm not sure what label I'm going to use or if I'm going to use a label but here's what I know right now right this is this is the information we have, sir. These are the facts. It would be very fun to like have a coming out party where you just have a like a briefing where you make everyone sit down and you have like a PowerPoint. <laughs> I want to have envelopes that you pull evidence out of. Yes. <laughs> it's like a clue. Yes. <laughs> I want a like a murder mystery dinner party <laughs> where it's like instead of someone dying, it's like, "Oh, no." a mystery person came out let's try and figure out who it is and everyone's just like jerry we know it's you dude you fucking invited us to your house you threw the party you gave us all roles we know it's you we know it's you this is ridiculous the next time i come out that's what i'll do yeah (laughs) oh give them time yeah this is also what rose and i were saying like sometimes they need need a week or a month or a year to just be like oh, okay you know what anchovies anchovies cool. <laughs> refer them to p-flag always good p-flag is parents and friends of lesbians and gays and bisexuals and queer community members in general i think can we just uh rename them p flabbergasted p flabbergasted that's for people who are really like really shocked (laughs) what what (laughs) jerry i i didn't get any of the hints at that murder mystery party (laughs) be prepared for different reactions for sure not everyone's gonna be delighted not everyone's gonna be surprised not everyone's gonna be angry or confused people are different people are different yeah i think really just patience and knowing that it might not go how you want the first time but that doesn't mean that you're wrong to be who you are i wanted to talk a little bit since cassandra wrote in last week and asked for some by history i found a very cool instagram called at by history that talks about the history of bisexuality and it's very cool if you're if you're trying to like get deeper into the bisexual community and you want to know some facts 
that's an easy way to do that. We also have a, a weekly bylight, some bisexual news. I feel like this one is under your wheelhouse just because it's in the mega nerd category. <laughs> Valkyrie is now the first LGBTQ Marvel movie superhero, but she's been bi forever. Um, so for those of you who don't know, like me, Valkyrie is a superhero character who is a female and she is appearing in, Th- I think this is a missed opportunity. It's called Thor Love and Thunder, but I think it should be just called Thor 4 because it's the fourth Thor movie. And so an, of note is that it's true to canon. The comic book character was Everything that I read was saying she's bisexual, but then only mentioning her relationships with women. So I can't confirm that she's ever been sexual or romantic with a male character. That does not make her not bisexual. That does not make her not bisexual. I don't know if she comes out as bisexual either. They don't mention that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's played by Tessa Thompson, who in 2018 said that she has been attracted to both men and women, but she chooses not to label herself as bisexual. And people have speculated that she and Janelle Monae are a couple. And if you didn't know, Janelle Monae, formerly identified as bisexual, now prefers pansexual. Hell yeah. Uh, Thompson did not confirm or deny their relationship. She talked about them being deeply connected and deeply in love and said, you can speculate. I don't care. Hell yeah. So punk rock. What else did we want to talk about? Uh, We have to talk about our Bising Stars. stars. Hello, good vibes. Hello, good vibes. What's your your Bising Star this week? Who is your... Bising star. Uh, my Bising star is named Taylor Benecki, maybe? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's B-E-H-N-K-E. Um, she is a lady of color, and she identifies as bisexual. She runs the YouTube channel called It's Radish Time, and she describes that as using storytelling to create social change. She obviously talks about sexuality, but a lot of YouTube creators pretty much exclusively speak about sexuality and sex and she does a lot of speaking about activism and politics uh like how to get engaged in politics not necessarily from a partisan point of view so she made a series called how to organize and that is to empower her viewers to take action in their local communities around issues that they care about She's also super open about her mental health and she shared her coming out story in a video and I really liked it because at the end she says, you hear a lot of really bad ones and a lot of really good ones, but there's not a huge representation of the kind of in-between. I love that. Okay, I'm going to check her out. My my Bising star is uh, Shri Eisner. She wrote the book By Notes for a Bisexual Revolution, which I found thanks to the Instagram account. By history at by history follow them the book is great i will be honest i haven't finished it yet because i found it a few days ago but she does have a large segment that's just about how coming out is different for bisexual people it's a book about a lot of the history of being bi in the lgbt community a very cool part of the book is about how bisexual people and transgender people have a kind of connection historically because as like the two ostracized but so like very prevalent communities within that larger umbrella of LGBT, they have had to 
work together a lot. And obviously, there's also a ton of overlap since there are a lot of transgender bisexuals as well. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how (laughs) there's some stigma, even in millennials, about dating people who are bisexuals. And you'll remember that I was ready to fucking go. I was ready to fight anyone who didn't want to date bisexuals. You were going to throw down. I was going to throw down. And Rose was the one who was like, hold on. It's okay to have a conversation about this. If you feel like you are someone who doesn't want to date bisexuals, like write us and tell us why. And I was the one who was like, you're wrong. (laughs) Well, a week later, the episode came out and one of my friends and one of Rose's friends told me that like she had listened to the episode and she wanted to confess that if a man puts on his dating profile on Bumble or, or Tinder or Hinge or what have you, that he's bisexual, she swipes left. Or whichever one that you swipe if you don't want to be in. It's left. It's and left. Boo. <laughs> no, no. And I instantly felt bad because I was like, oh my God, I was ready to fight anyone who thought about this. Yeah. I I was like, Oof, this is why call out culture is, is dangerous because I was really ready to lose a friend over this. And I'm not. But she told me, like, I've really started rethinking why why I think that. It did lead me to our next segment, advice. (laughs) This is the part where we ask for your advice. This is the part where we ask for your advice. So I was wondering if you are bisexual, uh, particularly if you are a bisexual man, since that was the case presented to me, do you put on your dating profile that you're bisexual? Is it okay to not put that? Do you have to come out in your your dating profile? Is it lying if you don't come out on the first date? Yeah, write to us about uh, if you put that you're bisexual in your dating profile by emailing hellogoodbyes42069 at gmail.com. That's B-I-S. B-I-S. Yeah. Do you have uh, any requests for advice? I do. Um, Advice? Sorry. The advice that I seek is kind of just opinions, I guess. What do you consider the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality to be? How do you define it? Does it affect how you identify and like why? I know, I mean, bisexual is probably just something that I heard first and was like, that feels right. I feel my bisexuality is inclusive of all genders, um, not explicitly two, but I know for some people that's different. Um, And I want to know if there's more to the definitions on either side uh, that I'm missing and why you choose one or the other. I would also like to know that. We also had a, another email come in from someone named Dylan. Dylan? Anyways, we're going to read his letter next week. So I don't want Dylan to think that we ignored him. Um, I mean, strange name. It's a real weird name. Maybe we should ignore him. <laughs> Um, and I I just want to thank you guys for hanging in there. The cool part of coming out is like people people get to think about you and like talk about how special you are and that's very fun. Mm-hmm. And you get to you get some perspective. It's like you know how you always want to know how you look through other people's eyes. Like always, yes. Always. You get to see like little snippets of how people perceive you and that's that's cool most of the time. <laughs> most of the time it's cool. Sometimes it's 
horribly embarrassing. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to talk about your Hillary Duff obsession. <sighs> <laughs> Let's keep that in the past. <laughs> Anyways, um, Hillary Duff might be by. Really? Oh God, maybe Hillary Duff will be my person next week. I would love that. We'll do some research and let you guys know. Yeah, Megan Fox is by. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you can also write to us and tell us your coming out story. Yes. Hello, goodbyes for 2069 at gmail.com. And um, if you are a person who identifies as bisexual and has a different intersecting identity as us, if you're like, I'm pansexual and I can tell you why bisexuality is actually a dumb term, we can talk about it. I'm excited to hear from you. Hell yeah. All right. Goodbye from from the the goodbyes. That was harder than it should have been. Oh my God, it's so hot. It's so hot, I believe in you. Let's put on the fan. Wow, 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 wow,